Shut up and sit down. Hello, everybody. It is me, one of your wonderful hosts, Mr. Eric, of this beautiful episode 91 of Third Shift. And you know what? Today, boys and girls, I have another wonderful host of this here old podcast. It is the only, the Mr. Old Matt. Well, hello, Matt. How are you this week? Hey, buddy. I'm doing okay this week. As for what I did this week, I don't can't think of anything like really interesting that I did. Like I didn't go out and experience a great thing or go and do a thing, at least that I remember. The only thing I can think of that I did was I watched a bunch of like twisted or weird or depressing movies all on Amazon Prime and Netflix and all that other jazz, like all Saturday. That was like the thing I did. I sat and just watched really weird movies. This is the thing I did this week. I watched It Comes at Night, which was depressing and kind of slow interesting in its own ways i watched the lobster which was awesome i love that it was hilarious like this had this really dry sense of humor but it was also kind of dark and kind of twisted and weird stuff happened then i watched the killing of a sacred deer which was very weird apparently it was done by the same guy who did the lobster but kind of different tone change it was just kind of depressing and strange but like beautifully shot, like some of the like shots of people going down hallways and like this tracking shot, following them through like this hospital and stuff, just absolutely beautiful. Like, you know, kind of like Stanley Kubrick style shots, like 2001 or The Shining or something. Really gorgeous to watch, but a weird movie. And then I watched Gerald's Game, which was really cool and intense and interesting, but went to really dark places too. So I was like, man, this is like a dark and depressing Saturday I had. So then on Sunday, I watched an old western called Johnny Guitar, which is pretty cool. And then I watched a an old musical slash like farcical comedy called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. So that was wild and crazy and goofy and like like nineteen sixties kind of like sex comedy almost, but set like in Roman days. Apparently it was a musical on the stage first and just watching this version of it, I really want to see the stage version because it looks wacky and fun and all that good jazz. Other than that, it's just been work and a little bit of gaming. I've been getting into Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair. That is just as good as the first one. It's different and somewhat worse in some ways, but like the very first case has already like ballooned up into this like giant two-parter and you think you've got it figured out, but then this giant twist happens and then oh, who's the real killer? I don't even know and you got to go all through this big this big wave motion that I just made with my hand that nobody can see but you. It's really cool, really intense and interesting, just like the last one was. Other than that, can't think of a single thing. What about you, Eric? What did you do this week? Oh, man. Well, you know, this weekend up here in this wonderful state of Michigan, it was super rainy, kind of dreary and droll all weekend. So we stayed indoors. We had one of the laziest weekends you can possibly have. We <laughs> sat and we sat and we did a whole bunch of nothing. And it was everything it could be. It was perfect. It was one of those perfect weekends where nothing got done, nothing happened, and at the end it went, I think that was worth it. Yes. <laughs> it must have been worth it. So that's what we did over the weekend. Played a whole bunch of games. I've been hodgepodging it all over the place, doing the new Warmind and Destiny, a little bit of Fortnite, did some Overwatch, did uh, some Mario and Rabbids, uh, dabbled in some demos on the Switch, all sorts of just, once again, just floating around, doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. 
Didn't get too much else done. It's been a pretty slow week, just kind of watching the news, as we'll talk about later, seeing what's going on, paying attention to the different things happening for the upcoming E3, which everybody's starting to get ramped up and more excited for. And yeah, that's about it. A pretty calm, cool, and relaxed week. That's right, except for, of course, we did IG2G episode 29. That was a fantastic episode. I had a lot of fun because it was one of those ones where it's like, let me research stuff for the podcast. What's this? Hey, what's this game slash thought experiment thing? Oh, man. I was like, click, 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 click. Oh, this is exactly what I love. Oh, man. Let me check out this other one. Hey, I'll talk about that on the show. That's nice and easy. But another fun episode. I agree. I had a lot of fun with it. Every game that was uh, on my radar was a lot of looked like a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun doing some research on it, and a lot of games I'd actually love to get my hands on. So definitely a good episode to check out and bite your old teeth into. Absolutely. And then coming up next week on Tuesday, we got nothing. Nobody challenged us to a talented Tuesday art competition yet. If you want to do that, hit up the you know the contact info later in the episode send us your fan art we'll respond with ours it'll be great danny will actually re- draw something cool eric and i'll draw something really stupid or sort of funny but not really well executed you know the deal you know how it is oh yeah everybody knows how it is we get the best artworks all around for sure matt mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> what else is awesome and great is shift codes for golden keys in borderlands 2 so my favorite part of the show here it comes get ready get ready Hit up the Twitter, the Reddit, the forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider. Go get yourself some free loot. Mm, mm, mm. And as I said last time, it sounds so dang sweet to be getting them shift codes and all that free loot because I've been back in there dabbling away. I'm going to work my way to the OP8s and get all the bad man pajama guns and just have a blast. So this is relative once again because we love the sweet free loot. I'm going to do the same segue I did last week. And hey, if you like getting a lot of loot for a little bit of of time or money invested, then you're going to want to hit up Humble Store's Spring Sale in which you get 70% off a whole bunch of Gearbox publishing stuff. I believe it's Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition. You got the Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary and Homeworld Remastered and Homeworld Deserts of Karak. So if you want those games, you can get them for super cheap in the Humble Store Spring Sale. I'll just go ahead and add on by saying, I'm telling you, Bulletstorm by itself is worth it. So just in that, you're going to get your money's worth by throwing a couple bucks towards different charities, et cetera, et cetera. It's a great deal. Mm -hmm. Get in there. Pick it up. You know what? Maybe you're too busy right this second, but I guarantee you as the summer drags on, there'll be some moments where you're like, hey, you know what? I need something else to play. And those are some perfect titles to pick up and rock it out. Absolutely. And I put this on my show notes for a reason. It's because I forgot to say the end date of the sale in the last episode. So I'm going to say it now. This sale runs through the 24th of May, I believe it is. It's either the 24th or 25th. So just go in right now and get the games. Just pay a little money and get those games. Exactly. And speaking of paying some money and getting them games, Mr. Matt, you know what's coming to the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation 4, right? What's that? I don't, I don't know. What, what is it? Well, it's this one game that came out a while back. It was called Hello Neighbor. Oh, what? Came out a while back, but didn't come out on the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4. But guess what? July 27, 2018, it will be. So get your little teeth ready to sink into it. Get in there. Try to find out the secrets of the psycho man in his crazy house and do what you do. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to it when I... I'll probably pick it up on a little bit of a sale or if I get some PSN credit or something. But I'm looking forward to actually 
you know, putting some hands on time with it. Because everyone knows my PC isn't that all that great for running games. So when it was on, you know, alphas and betas and stuff, I went, I don't know, you know, hey, I don't know. But my PS4, that damn sure can run that game. So I'm going to be getting that for that and having a great time. I agree, good sir. But maybe the Switch. I don't know yet. We'll see. Get it on the Switch. That way you can bring it to work and be like, hey, here's how you solve that puzzle. And I'll be like, ho, 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 Eric. I solved that ages ago. And I'll go home and solve it right there. Yeah. But still make sure you sound way better than me, of course, which is you know, the of way course. it should be. Perfect. I like the way mm-hmm. you think. <laughs> <laughs> and what else do we start off the show with? Of course, it's the Battleborn free rotation. This week we got Marquis, Wrath, Oscar Mike, Arendi, Montana, and Miko. What do you think of the lineup, dude? I'm just going to say this. Get in there with Miko. Do some healing. Treat your friends with respect. Keep them alive. It's very important, and nobody likes doing it. So why don't you just pick that controller up or your little keyboard up, and you, you, I'm talking to you, be the one to get out there and shoot your healing beam at everybody and make the game a pleasant game. Very nice. I'm going to say this lineup is okay, not great. But I will say, henceforth, This lineup will be known as Lineup A because I went back and threw my show notes and I've seen this one popping up quite a few times. So this is now Lineup A. Anytime you hear Lineup A, be thinking Marquis, Rath, Oscar, Michael, Randy, Montana, and Miko. So I don't have to read out all those names. Perfect. There you go. I like it. And you're right. It has popped up quite a bit because I think it's one of the more balanced ones. So Yeah, and then I was looking on the tweet that where they announced the Battleborn free rotation for this week, and somebody, I'll give credit to him, this is at C-H-O-B-P-T on Twitter, Chobpati, I don't know, but this person asked, why aren't there more lore combos? Like, I think you do get Ombre Galilea in one, but this person did bring up that this is the second week in a row that you've had a Miko, but no Kelvin, and apparently they have a lore thing if you play, you know, enough enough matches with a Miko and a Kelvin. I'd like to see him mix it up a little bit. I mean, obviously you can't do like a Woodsworn lineup and have, you know, all the all the Eldreds, but you know, if they could stack it up a little bit more to make those make those lore combos a little bit better for the free rotation players, that'd be a little nice. Yeah, I never thought about that to be honest. But you're right, and that individual is right as well. They should have it so that way, over time, everybody has a chance to get the uh, achievements and unlocks via putting those free rotation characters together so that yeah, you can accrue the points, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Man, dang, didn't even think yeah. about it. Never crossed my mind. I mean, I've never been a free rotation player, so, you know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, and I've never been, like, real huge on just, you know, getting all those achievements, so... It's not something I go and check out all the time. And I'm like, oh, man, I forgot. I need to do 200 more rounds with such and such and such and such. I did it casually with you know, my favorite characters, but it was never real mm. real thoughtful on it. Yeah, I would always check it out and be like, well, there's there's one character I can never max out because I'm never getting all five Eldritch together or this or that or you know, 20 games with Wrath as a Caldarius. I think that's another one. And I don't, again, going back through the show notes, I didn't ever see Wrath and Caldarius that I could that I could remember anyway. Mm-hmm. So, props to you, Chobe PT. Maybe if someone's listening, they'll they'll massage the lineups a little bit and make this a little easier for the free rotation players. But then, of course, after the Battleborn free rotation, what do we always talk about? It's time for Fortnite and the 4.2 patch update. We got stuff in Battle Royale and Save the World. We got some limited time modes out there. What do you like in this one, Eric? Oh, what immediately stuck out for me was that quad missile launcher, man, and Save the World. Oh boy, that thing looks all so sexy, and it's one I don't think will probably appear in the Battle Royale version, because I'm going to guess it's probably pretty OP, 
but that one stood out. I definitely want to get in and check that out and get my hands on that one. Now, see, you're going full-on destruction mode, but I'm thinking, of, you know, I like harmonious nature. You know, the older I get, the more I like being like a zen hippie person. So I'm really excited that apples are in the game. I really love nature's perfect fruit. Nature's perfect food. Apples are amazing. So apples are in Battle Royale. You can sit down and just eat an apple and get 5 HP back. I mean, everyone loves apples. Well, and I like that addition, too, because you could just, while you're running through the middle of nowhere... You know, crunch, crunch, crunch. Mm. Oh, there's another one. Crunch, 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 crunch. Look at that. Bam. Back up to half full health, whatever it is. And away mm. you go. No big deal. So I thought it was a nice addition. Just a, a little bit of HP all over the place for you to stick around the game just that much longer. Down Absolutely. with that. I also thought that the, and I'm not going to go over it in uh, detail because it's extremely crazy and combobulated, and that's the uh, perk recombobulator. So, yes, the perk recombobulator is in Save the World. They went ahead and overhauled this whole thing and made this really cool system in which you can take your favorite weapons and with the certain ingredients and, and, and things you get throughout playing, of course, Save the World matches. You can upgrade your guns and put different stats and whatnot that you want on this particular item so that way it's still relevant and fun for you to use. A fantastic way to do things because, of course, everybody has their favorites, but sometimes in a certain scenario it just doesn't quite start working out for you anymore. This is a way to keep that friggin' firearm relevant for you so you can put a smile on your face and keep playing with your favorite guns. Yeah, absolutely. I thought this was a really great idea for one thing and then a great implementation of it for another because they said, hey, there are no random rolls here. So obviously I got burned in division a couple times. Well, I want to re-roll this stat on this armor or this gun because I don't really use that ability. And it goes, hey, here's your random things you can choose from. And I went, hey, nothing that I want is on that list. Great. But here... You set it yourself, you pick it, you slot it in there. So you can really make these weapons or traps or anything. You can make these things yours. I like it. It's really well done. Indeed it is. And then a couple small things I'll group together because they're about pickups. I like in Battle Royale, they now have an auto pickup option. So if you don't want to just sit there around the exploded loot and go, well, I really want that, but I really want this. Oh, which one should I get? And I'll look at it. You can just run, it, run over it, pick up as much as you can automatically, so you have less downtime. You know, if you just if you know you have your gun you want and you just need to get backup stuff, well, just run over it, pick it up. You don't have to waste the time pressing square. And then in the same same kind of universe on the save the world front, the instance pickups, they're only visible by the player who can pick them up now. I know that it used to bug me all the time going in to save the world and there's, oh, I need wood and there's wood over there. Let me run. Oh, it's the quest reward for Billy and only Billy can pick up the wood. Well, why am I even seeing it? Oh, there's wood over there. No, that's the quest reward for Ernie over there and he, he's the only one who can pick up that wood. Well, now I'll only see my wood which is all I need to well, see. Yeah, it's, it's as much wood as you ever need to see, Matt. Let me tell you that. Yeah, PG-13 episode today. And speaking of pew, 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 lastly, uh, the one thing I thought was kind of cool, nothing I was particularly looking for, but apparently a lot of people are asking for it, and that's the Epic and Legendary Burst Assault Rifle. Now, of course, if you don't know, the difference between the regular assault rifle and the burst assault rifle is only that the burst assault rifle fires probably three-round burst, as with all burst assault rifles, whereas the assault rifles just going to town on everybody. So 
not a huge difference, but for those who like a little more control, conserve a little bit of their ammo, this is definitely something uh, you may want to check out. And then last but not least for me, details on the two limited time modes that are going. I believe 50v50 v2 was back as of just after we you know, recorded our last episode. Not 100% sure how long that runs, but they did also announce the solo showdown limited time mode, which is... Basically, it's the same as going into solo queue in Battle Royale, but you get ranked on an overall leaderboard, and the top, I think it's three or four or five people, get rewarded in V-Bucks. So if you are the best in the world at Battle Royale in solo mode, get in there and prove it and earn yourself some free V-Bucks. I mean, that's just awesome. Mm-hmm. I concur. All those cool modes, I have a lot of fun in those, so never go wrong beautiful and then before we wrap up Fortnite, i do have to announce of course that they now have a merchandise store so if you love your battle royale and you want to wear it on your body now you can do it hit up their merchandise store get all kinds of crazy t-shirts and all that good jazz Mm-mm, get that sweet Fortnite merch you can go to school being that cool kid man being that cool kid look at me with my Fortnite jam like, wow you got Fortnite jam man you're so cool and popular because everybody plays Fortnite woo just like that this is exactly how school goes I that's why well, I remember that's it was how it goes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, video gamers were super popular. Yeah, exactly. It's the best thing. You could wear your, your stupid nerd gear and everybody loved you for it. You wear your anime t shirt <laughs> and everybody would be like, high five, dude. You love anime? That's awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> how these times have changed, man. Oh, how these times have changed. Oh, man. So that wraps up Fortnite and Epic Games and all that jazz. We're going to start rolling on into the Compulsion Games Weekly Journal today and. Uh, Oh, it's the last weekly journal for Compulsion Games. It makes me sad. It makes my heart sad. My heart is broken. We knew it had to happen. They're getting close to launch. Things are winding down. They're in the final stages just throwing the game out. There's not much more to say except for, hey, put your money where your mouth is and play the game. It's true. God bless. But you know what? They did They did talk about something that, whilst at the end of it all, I could sum it up in a second, I still found it interesting. Mm-hmm. And that was, of course, tutorials and how to get individuals to utilize them, play them, and, of course, understand the mechanics so that they weren't lost or frustrated when the game went on and, of course, decided mm-hmm. to quit playing if they were angry, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And I will sum it up. The summation is... People, including me, including all of us, are stupid. Okay, if you put, no if way, you no. put, <laughs> speak for yourself on that one, dude. No, you, I thought you were going someplace else. <laughs> yeah. That's why I started not. I was, and then, no, I was no. trying to, I was trying to include us because I don't want to seem like I'm smarter than the average bear, which I am. So yes, man. Okay, never mind. You know what? No, we are the genius. A lot of here. people are stupid, apparently. There you go. And this is how you phrase it. And yet. can't pick up on how to play a game. <laughs> By using their controller, by uh, utilizing their, you know, fine motor functions inside of their brain, and so have to be beat across the head with how to do a mechanic, otherwise they get upset. So, basically, Compulsion said, well, you know what, we really don't want to, like, force people into this 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 juncture where they we go, hey, stop, this is how you perform an attack, and now do the attack and go. So they were trying to just throw it into like random little missions in the very you know in the very beginning and all sorts of stuff. 
and everybody was skipping by it, put, clicking the button as fast as they could, doing all sorts of mm. stuff, not paying any attention, and then they'd get stuck, and then they'd start getting angry because they're like, what the heck am I supposed to do? This makes no sense. And it's like, well, did you read the, the bullet point there a minute ago? No, I just pushed the button. Okay, well, I told you that you got to make sure you sneak and crouch and go over here. What's sneak and crouch? How do you do that? Okay, well, this isn't going to work. And so they went over and over different iterations. And you know what, Matt? They finally ended up just making a, <laughs> a non-procedurally generated island in which they uh-huh. beat your head in and go, hey, look, push this button to jump. Now jump 10 times across this building. Fantastic. Okay, now you need to sneak. You see the bobby? You have to sneak. Push this button to sneak and go. <laughs> so they ended up at the end with all these different things still just making this island that's non-procedural generated so that way they could just plug in a tutorial so that way you know what the hell you're doing when you get onto the real game and get rolling. I think at the end, it's really just all about balance. Like the very, One of the very first things they said was, you know, obviously they know the game, obviously experienced gamers know how to work a game, but you have to also consider that this might be the first time somebody has ever sat down in front of a controller or a computer or whatever. So you have to find a way to include or be inclusive towards those new players without being really condescending to the veterans. And, you know, it's good to hear that they had those struggles of way too much and everybody skips them. So we have to like force them in in some kind of way because people will skip them on their own and then get frustrated because they don't understand. And that's, that's one thing when they were talking about, you know, oh, it pops up and you just ignore it. I generally read the tutorials when they pop up, but nothing pisses me off more than there's always a tutorial. Like after the first one, okay, now there's another one. Now there's another one. Now there's another message. Now there's, I get, just let me play for like five seconds. Mm-hmm. And so if they made this whole new intro island, I'm sure it's, here's the combat bit. Okay, now explore a little. Here's the stealth bit explore a little so i'm assuming because they made the whole island that way that you you're breaking it up because like i said there's nothing worse than too many tutorial messages in a row or none and with no option to skip them because i will say that's one thing dialing back to danganronpa 2 for just a second there are tutorial messages in the first game but they pop up and say hey you know a new element has been added to the debate do you want to hear about it so you can say yes or no but now in the second game Obviously, I played the first one, so I'm playing the second. It doesn't say, hey, a new thing's been added. Do you want to hear about it? It just goes, hey, it's tutorial time, blah, 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 blah. And so as a veteran, I'm like, come on, just, I get it. And sure, it's written well, but like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. So I'm hoping that they've found that sweet spot where, you know, it teaches me the mechanics of this new game that I haven't ever touched or haven't ever seen, but also doesn't get to that, yeah, I get it phase. I hope so. Well, they, they came away saying that they felt real good with where it was, and I have mm-hmm. to imagine it's not just going to be a very boring tutorial island in which nothing's going on and you're just learning mechanics with no real consequence. So right. I'm assuming that the game story does pick up straight from the word go, and the only reason they call it the tutorial island is because they didn't make it you know procedurally generated like the rest of the game and then uh, allowed them to just kind of make sure they got the point across and you couldn't just skip by. I'm hoping that's the case, and it's not like you said, just wham, next tutorial, wham, now step over here and do this. I'm getting bored because I can't just go have fun now. Dang it. Mm -hmm. I will say they did mention all, you know, the recent playtests they've been doing that turned out well, and I have faith in my boys and girls in the user research team. So you know what? I totally forgot about that part. If they did it and they got good results, 
I'm 100% behind it. I'm sure the tutorial is great. There it is. And to add on to that, they had that uh, little playthrough just recently where they invited people out to Cali to play it, and there was a lot of positive feedback on it. So it's just adding into the whole fact that I think they did a good dang job. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get my hands on it and see for sure. Mm -hmm. So speaking of getting your hands on games or not getting your hands on games in the future, the near future, the far future, or never... What's what's our main topic of discussion here, Eric? What's the, what's the biggest news in the gearbox industry that if we didn't talk about it, we could not call ourselves a gearbox podcast? Well, unfortunately, it's the big big news that, of course, Walmart leaked that a bunch of titles are going to be coming out in the you know the the fiscal year, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Rage Two was announced, so everybody was getting all going. Oh, this is real! It's all real! You know, da 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 da. And Randy mm. was saying, no, 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 Borderlands Three is not is not coming and everybody a lot of people still you know you take randy pitchford with a grain of salt he loves to play games do magic tricks do all sorts of weird stuff (laughs) so Uh you're always wondering and thinking about what he said and how he said it and trying to figure that out but unfortunately you know mental mars dirt all the others everybody's been talking about it and covering it as they should and 2k just had themselves an investment call in which they stated that there will be no new titles this fiscal year, and that the AAA title that they had mentioned that was going to be announced this fiscal year, they have now allotted more time for further development to make the game better, so therefore would not be talked about until the 2020 fiscal year, I believe it is, or whatever. So, unfortunately, that means this E3, 100% no-go. There is no Borderlands coming E3. Guess what? We already knew there'd be no Borderlands 3 coming to the PAX West because that's where they do magic tricks and jump around and do weird things. But we can rest assured now it for sure is not. So therefore, two of those are gone. And now you're coming to the next year. And they said they're not announcing it. The end of this year is March, the end of March. So the earliest they can say anything now is April. In which case, if they do so, you're talking about a fall, winter release. So the earliest we're going to see Borderlands 3 at this point more than likely, is fall, winter of next year, 2019. Mm-hmm. So we are a long, long way off from Borderlands 3, Matt. What do you think? I mean, I will say when this first came out, and I think it was right before like the whole earnings call thing, Randy Pitchford did a, a whole big like six or seven part thread on Twitter talking all about it. But he kept putting Borderlands 3 in quotes like he always has been doing, even when he like speaks words. He goes, well, Borderlands 3, I mean, if it's even going to be called that, ha, ha, ha. So the quotes made me go, uh, he's pulling the wool over our eyes. He's pulling his magic trick gimmick. But then the whole earnings call came out. And, I mean, obviously nothing's been called Borderlands 3 by name. So, you know. So none of it's real ever, yeah, of course. I was going to say, take take anything with a grain of salt ever until you get it in your hot little hands, like I always say. But, I mean, all signs are pointing to no, and Randy Pitchford has pointed to no the whole time, too. So it's starting to feel more like real and not like a, like a Shimmy Shaw magic trick. I will say, when you were talking about Borderlands 3 and Conjecture Land earlier this year, I went, no way, next year late at the earliest so it feels good to be right i mean as sad <laughs> as i am i'm very proud of myself give myself a pat on the back here now see the problem here is 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 twofold it's kind of strange because you know we talked about this in our previous episode a lot of the uh you know content creators things like that were gone 
you know, yeah. doing other games were simply just not there anymore. And everybody started coming back. Everybody was riling back up. And of course, you know, a lot of them were saying, well, I just felt like taking a break, blah, blah, blah. But it was, it was real strange and coincidental that everybody started coming back. So of course that's yeah, yeah, what you all you all just decided to stop your breaks right around yeah, the exact right around, same time. Exactly. So so even though it looks pretty dang surefire it's not happening anymore, it's it's dead and gone. Everybody I think felt like this was the time. Mm-hmm. And of course that's not the case. So what's that mean though for Gearbox software side? What's going on? Do you think, you know, they got something else up their sleeve? Because as we've talked about 2K said they've got nothing. They own another franchise, don't they, that 2K doesn't own no part of, right? And we know oh, they've yeah. been working on. I mean, you know it because we talked about it off the air. But obviously, if there's going to be no Borderlands, I'm thinking if software does anything, and I can get into my predictions and conjecture lands for E3, maybe probably next week. It'll be week, next week. Or, yeah, next week we'll yeah. go into conjecture land and just full blown go nuts with it. Yeah. But I think if software does reveal anything that's not like 1v1 or something small, it's got to be Brothers in Arms. Because there's no... 2K didn't ever have a connection to Brothers in Arms, as far as I'm aware, like all the way through it. So, you know, oh, the 2K conference call says there's nothing. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with Brothers in Arms. That could be published by Gearbox themselves, by anybody, by, you know, whoever. So that's that's my last little little flag of hope that I'm that I'm waving around in my heart is for Brothers in Arms to at least get announced, something to bite into cuz <laughs> and and I have to agree, you know, as a podcast, you know, that we need content, we need material to talk about. <laughs> Otherwise, it becomes very difficult. Now, fortunately for us, the publishing side sounds like they've got mm-hmm. a couple titles up their sleeve, up to 4 by the end of the year, 2 sounds like at E3 possibly. Plus of course mm-hmm. Fortnite keeps marching forward and of course Compulsion Games, We Happy Few is going to be hitting soon. So we've got meat, you know, we've got meat going. Yeah. But the software side has been dead in the water for quite a while now. Obviously they're working on titles, but they're tight-lipped, they're not talking about it. There ain't no journals, there's nothing going on in that regard. Mm-hmm. It's just mums the word. We're not doing anything until we say we're doing something. Have a great day, folks. It's been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. As you said, I have to have a little a little flag in my little heart waving around going, they're gonna announce something. You know, it's not yeah. Borderlands Three. It's not. It's over. That's gone. Put it on your mind. But you know what? Brothers in Arms could still be a shot getting announced on the PlayStation uh you know, the PlayStation floor or the microsoft floor one or both you know randy is going to be there obviously some publishing guys are going to be there it's not impossible but at this point i'm starting to feel like it's improbable i feel i'm starting to feel like that the c3 is literally just going to have publishing and randy's only there to support them and make sure that goes off without a hitch in which case you know i will admittedly say you know that sucks and i'm sad in that respect because i'd love to see them get one of their titles out in the open so we have something to eat on their side of the table instead of just, of course, hopping over to the publishing side and fully going on in and, you know, going that route. It's, it's, a, sad, it's a sad day. It is a sad day. You know, I have already gave myself a hug, you know, <laughs> and that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, not to spoil my conjecture land, but I, I'm pretty much expecting publishing to be the big side of E3 this year with, you know, reveals and all that jazz. But I do. I will say that 
you know, Randy's been pretty open lately about it. You know, Borderlands 3 is not going to be at E3, but I feel like this whole anticipation and everything could be avoided by not doing the whole secrecy gimmick like we talked about at the very end of IG2G this week. How like, oh, everything has to be like under wraps and you can't even say its name until you announce the trailer. And Randy's done that same thing. Well, we can't announce that we're working on it, but we're working on something you guys are probably, that you guys probably want us to work on. Like if you say that you're working on, if it is Borderlands 3, if you say that you're working on it, then you can say that, you know, work's progressing well you could at least talk about it so that you can't so that it's not just we can't say we're working on it it's not going to be here it doesn't exist don't think about it like why can't at least one company open it up a little bit like i'm making like a uh, like a like a opening the gates like, a, like you're opening a like a, a child's door or something strange yeah like a closet I get. Well, I, was, I was doing like a rib cage spreading. Oh, like ripping open like a rib cage. Yes, that's like, more. That's, there, it makes I'm, even more I'm sense. Optimus man. Prime yes. opening up my chest. Look, the Matrix of Leadership's <laughs> in there. Have a peek. See what we're doing. You know, we're working really hard on this. Maybe here's somebody's concept art that didn't make it into the game. That's not a reveal. That's not a show off of anything. And you say, but, don't expect nothing for at least a year. You know, some kind of could be more. But, you know, give a chunk. So you're like, okay, put it out of your mind, except for the tiny tidbit we might toss you here and there just to, you know, just to be nice or cool or whatever. And like we've said before, there's so much cut content and stuff that doesn't get used. You could totally show that off. Here's a visual effect that Ash designed that didn't make it into the game. But look at how cool it is. And you you and I and all the YouTube people can grab it. I'm like, oh, man, look, it's a shiny. I wonder if there's a shiny gun. I wonder if it's a shiny missile or a shiny tadpole that flies through space. It would give people something, and it wouldn't just be, we can't talk about anything. No, it's not going to be there. But why? No reason. But when? Can't say. You know what I mean? It's just frustrating. It is frustrating. Said it, said it a thousand times. You know, I've always been more the optimistic side of, you know, what's going to happen with those guys and gals over there. And I know they're working hard, and I understand. But it's still sad on our end of the stick, you know, when it's just mum's the word, and you're always just like, mm. oh, got a bone, something, you know, because unlike streamers and stuff, I feel like as a podcast, you can't, you can't just disappear for a year and come mm. back. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work that way, Rogue Agent Radio. Exactly. Get out of here. Get out of here. You come back, you're starting from scratch. Whereas I feel like, yeah. you know, if you got a big YouTube or Twitch presence, you can disappear for a few months and come back and you're gonna get sixty, seventy percent of your audience right back with you. Mm-hmm. So but you know, we're not going anywhere anyway. Because think like true. I said, the publishing side is smoking. They're over there just mm-hmm. shooting blasts all over the place. And thank goodness for it, because because of them helping out all these different developers, we're going to have all sorts of cool crap to be talking about with no stop to it in this foreseeable future. They're helping us help them by helping us by doing stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's a great (laughs) symbiotic relationship, and I love it. (laughs) We're like those little birds on top of a hippo. It's like picking at its head. (laughs) And Thank you. (laughs) I I do. I want to be a little bird picking ticks and, and fleas off little animals' brains. (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness and speaking of open heads and brains and ticks you know rage 2 as i mentioned earlier was announced and i'm Mm. i'm watching the gameplay trailer i'm watching kind of like the sizzle words things going on and it feels a lot like they got 
a Borderlands world coming together for him. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of craziness, a lot of goofy characters, a lot of different guns, vehicles. They're calling it a shooter verse. And this is, we've talked about this. We think this is the direction that Borderlands is going to take. You know, a big open world. Mm-hmm. You're going to be playing with other people, this and that, doing all sorts of cool stuff. Obviously, a few buddies, probably not. I, I still think they're going to stay away from the open world because Randy said that that's not his jam. But who really yeah. knows? But either way, I feel like they get to come in and they're due to come out um, spring 2019. That's their release date right now. So they're going to be competing okay. with Anthem. But since those are two different games entirely, I don't think it'll be you know that big of a war. Besides that, it's not on the show that I care about it. The only reason I'm talking about Rage 2 is that a lot of sites are already, you know, oh, man, looks like Rage 2 has a chance to just eat all of Borderlands lunch and get all the people on board since they're not coming out anymore. Mm. I mean, do you think there's any merit to that, or do you think they're so vastly different, or that Borderlands is such a big dog that Rage 2 is no way it's going to eat its lunch? I feel like it really depends on what Rage 2 ends up being and the continuing support for it. Whenever that whenever that is announced, if that's announced, I think that'll be the big kicker because if people are saying, you know, we're starving for a Borderlands, we're going to jump on this because it's similar in tone and in style and in gameplay or whatever. And then, you know, they've got like a good season pass or a bunch of DLC and new planets open up or something like that then, you know, not to be pessimistic, but if Borderlands isn't coming out for another year plus, people totally have a chance to, I mean, there's totally the opportunity for people to get invested in this first. And then, well, Borderlands is here, and then we got more content coming down the line. Well, but I have good content now. You know, I've invested myself in this game and the continuing DLCs, if that's something they're doing, again, I totally forgot to even watch the gameplay trailer today. So it, I think it depends on what Rage 2 is, what their plans are for it after release, and how long, those, how long that lasts. Because if you know Rage 2 comes out, they've got like six months of DLCs, and then that's it. And then Borderlands comes out eight months after release. When people are like, hey, you know, I want more shooting and looting and fun. So, and then you know, if that hits right in that sweet spot, people just swim right over. And that's what I was thinking. On the optimistic side of things, I think Rage 2 could act as a great primer for Borderlands 3 in that same sense. Yeah. Is that Rage 2 will have a nice eight, eight nine-month window where it's the only one there. Everyone's getting their fill of that, getting back in that, oh, man, I love doing all this stuff again. Rage 2 winds down after its second or third DLC. Borderlands 3 hits. People jump right on board with Borderlands 3, and they're already rip-roaring, hot and ready. And boom, away you go. So in one end, I think Rage 2 could actually be uh, beneficial to Borderlands 3. And that's you know that's where I want to go with it, and that's what I hope happens. Yeah, like it could be like the pre-sequel if the Battleborn release was Borderlands 3. Like it's the tide you over, a little appetizer, and then you get to the next one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now on the negative end, it's like you were talking about, though. If, if Rage 2 comes out... And it, it's beyond belief amazing. Tons of fun. And they're like, you know what? This is the shooterverse we, you know, we've been trying to get a hold of. This is our game that we're going to keep making content for you as a service kind of deal going on. And everybody digs it and loves it. Then I could see that eating lunch 
off of Borderlands 3 when it hits because you're going to have a bunch of, like you said, invested players waiting for the next DLC. Already have a bunch of weapons and armor, whatever whatever the systems are, you know, as I'm sure they'll reveal as time goes on to us. And then they won't want to jump over to Borderlands 3 because they're going to keep playing Rage, Rage 2. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people, of course, will be like, well, it's no competition. Look at Rage 1. You know, it came and it went. Nobody remembered it. It was easily forgotten. And I'll give you that. It was a decent game, but forgotten. It was kind of droll, used bland colors. This yeah. one, of course, looks like it's changing and fixing all sorts of you know issues that Rage 1 had. And I'll also say that if you look at the uh, track record of id and Bethesda and whatnot recently, it's been home runs. So they've been learning a lot of lessons and making a lot of top-quality games. So I definitely wouldn't put it off the radar. And it is something that I think we'll have to keep an eye on as time progresses and see if it does you know, put hiccups or anything into the old Borderlands 3. But at the end of the day, I'm going to stay optimistic and say that this is only going to help Borderlands 3 and make it a better launch when it hits. And until then, of course, hopefully we got a lot of publishing games to keep rocking out. Now, if you didn't know, Matt, next year will be the 10th anniversary of Borderlands. Maybe you drop the Borderlands remaster there, and that's the stopgap. That's the get everybody excited for where things were and you know how things were back in the day with a new, fresh experience on it. And then when Borderlands 3 drops you know, early the next year or however long that's delayed, then people can go like swim right from Rage 2 to Borderlands Remastered to Borderlands 3, and you just... You're just like a happy little fish just swimming right through that ocean. Well, but you'd have to have the the remaster would have to come out like early next year or something because I'm fairly confident at this point with the way that, well, I'm not fairly confident anything anymore. Never you're mind. Not fairly confident. I don't know. No, I don't not. know what they're doing anymore. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, mayhaps, Matt, mayhaps the remaster, except for Randy has said time and time again on Nirvana Live that he doesn't want to do a remaster. It's a waste of time. And that he thinks he that we'd all rather see him working on something new and fresh. Aha. Here it is now. Sparked in my brain. It's not Borderlands remastered. It's Borderlands 1.5. What happened in the Play Jack's takeover of the atlas corporation and all that jazz you worked with jack in the pre-sequel now you get to play as jack in 1.5 and that's a little you know happy little stopgap bridge i just want a stopgap bridge i don't want a hundred years without borderlands i want something in there to get everyone's appetites wet for more borderlands because i feel like i'm afraid if you go so long between main entries in a series like that that you know, people who just jumped into Borderlands 2 on a whim because they saw everyone else playing it, they're not going to come back just because they did it on a whim. You have to be a super diehard of the series to come back after all that time, I feel like. So that's that's the only thing I'm worried about with, you know, this big, long delay that just keeps getting longer and longer and longer. People are going to get tired of hearing no, and then when it comes out, they'll go, oh, okay, sure, whatever. I think you, there's some merit to what you're saying in that, uh, yeah, only the diehards have stuck around and really, you know, Borderlands, Borderlands, the longer you get, you're getting into these kids who are literally going to be, you know, nine, ten years old who've never even heard of Borderlands. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to basically resell your product from scratch. And if you were expecting it, and as 2K seems to be, you know, they keep saying, oh, one of our AAA big dogs is going to just fiscally help us out and just float us away to perfect perfection, da 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 the night when it comes out. They're really thinking this is going to raise, you know, bajillions of dollars for them and everyone's going to be happy. So now guess what? 
like you said, it's been so long, and I think they're still banking on everybody knowing what Borderlands is and everybody loving it and just going to buy it. But, hey, mm. it's been forever since the last one. There's a whole generation in between now. So, and then, of course, a lot of disenfranchised people may be walking off going, you know, it's been freaking eight, nine years, whatever. I, it's too long. I got, I got a billion other things to do. They've got a campaign like it's the first game in the series all over again, do all the work again to get you all up to date, pumped up, knowing and caring what Borderlands is. And that's that's a shame. It would have been nice. I think I think it's too late for a stopgap, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I see where you're going with it, but I feel like mm. now you might as well just coast into Borderlands 3 because there's only another year, year and a half, maybe two years before it hits. So That's a long time, though, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's it's been a number oh, of I mean, years already. It could just be seven or eight more. I mean, I think at this point we just row a boat. We put those blinders down. <laughs> just row the boat. <laughs> Maybe when we're forty, boom! I'll be on Borderlands Street, man. Woo! Oh, man. Kids will be in high school. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't, I don't want to sound so negative and so sad, but I mean, oh, the, my goodness. Looking at it from outside of our perspective, obviously we're going to be there. We're going to be diehards. We're going to be day oneers. How many casual, normal gaming people? I mean, you see how the 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 gaming culture or like the the, the gaming every man is. Every time you see news stories about stuff, how many of them are going to just come back to it i don't know i think that that that, that concerns me is what i should say not not oh i don't think anybody's gonna i would be concerned about it because of what a long gap there is yeah i took a i took a step back earlier today though you know and i was like if i was just an average joe again like i wasn't sitting here paying attention to everything gearbox is doing and and relying on them to do or say or do anything so that way you know we got stuff to talk about and can exist here in this wonderful world Hmm. i don't think i'd care that much either I would just say, oh, they're not coming out this year? Oh, that sucks. Okadokes, whatevs. Because I can just mm. come back the next year and go, are they coming out this year? Oh, they're coming out this time? Oh, cool. Okay. Whatever. I mean, like even a lot of the, once again, a lot of the streamers and stuff, they're like, oh, it's totally fine and cool. Who cares? It's fine. And that is fine for them because they can, you know, you can go stream other games. You can go talk about all this other stuff. You can go nuts. You know, you don't have to, you don't, you know, you're not invested in just one thing. So, mm. and once again, it pulls back to them being the, you know, the casual side of it. I can, I can walk away and come back. It's not a big deal. So mm. I think for me and you and Danny, you know, it's kind of like we got our, we got these little thing advisors on. We, you know, we're like, we do this on this one subject. And so mm. for us, we're like, no, you just pull, you just pulled that pony 20 more miles down the road. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> We're, no, we need to see that horse. <laughs> we gotta see that horse, and we can't. It's gone. It, it ran off. It's gone. So now we gotta put those blinders back down and keep marching. Whereas, like I said, most folks don't have to. Oh, the horse ran away. True. Whatevs. Hey, look at this pretty pony on the left here. Whoop, and all the way off. Look at this shiny thing yeah. that's just showing up in like a shiny diamond. And then you're occupied yeah. for seven, eight months. Next shiny thing's there, seven, eight months. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, I see that Borderlands horse again. There he is sweet life is fine who cares right yeah i guess you do have a good point i think for us it's just a little more uh punch in the gut just because you know this show is all about gearbox only gearbox 
So for us, we just saw the horse run, and now we got to find other things to talk about until that horse comes back into view, whereas a lot of other individuals can just go have, have a great time until they see it again a year down the road, two years down the road, whatever the hell it ends up being. So we'll get over it. We'll all be fine. Publishing's got a lot of stuff on the road. I'm I'm okay. It just I just got to patch up my heart a little bit, and we'll be back on track. I will drag myself out of this existential crisis whirlpool and say <laughs> that I have faith that there's going to be a lot of good stuff from publishing, and that we're going to see it sooner rather than later. But I'll get into that on Conjecture Land. So you know we're still here. We're still doing the podcast. We just got to chase down that horse. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get that horse, and until that horse arrives. What do we got to do in the meantime, Matt? We have to ask you guys. Tell us, when do you think that horse is going to arrive? What are you going to do in the meantime? How many of you are going to be back? Answer all those questions for us or send us comments, concerns, feedback, or just say, hey, guys, keep those blinders on and keep on pushing because you're going to find that horse someday. You can send all that good stuff to us via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Whoop, whoop. And we do have a wonderful Patreon set up if you like what you hear or want to just go support us because you know what? You're just that great of an individual. Head on over to our wonderful Patreon. Throw us a buck, five bucks, thousand bucks, three bucks. Anything and everything helps us immensely. We have some wonderful little tier systems set up with all sorts of little goodies for those who throw us a couple bucks. If you cannot do that, that is also okay because you know what money is important you got to pay bills i get it we all get it you can however throw us messages likes on facebook likes on the old facebook's likes on the facebook's likes on the likes on the like 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 whoa there robot eric let let go ahead and reboot yourself while while i dial it back to the patreon for just a second i know i've said this before but i've been slacking on the blooper reels and this time I actually have like a schedule plotted out. Like there are days that I have to work on third shift stuff like blooper reels. So I'm going to be getting that stuff out to you guys on a little more regular basis because I feel bad. You know, I look on the Patreon and people up their stuff. People go into new tiers and I go, oh man, I'm so busy and worn out from work. And oh man, I just want to sit here and watch a depressing movie and feel really bad. But I'm going to be back on that blooper reel horse. I got more bloopers in the blooper box just yesterday. So I'm going to be stitching those together. Keep an eye out for more blooper reels. Keep an eye out for more good, fun stuff. Please go give us those five-star ratings on iTunes and any other place you see. And, of course, feedback of any kind is appreciated by us all. We love it. We love it. We love it. We do indeed love it. And, of course, this podcast, if we don't get shut down by the existential whirlpool, drops every Friday. <laughs> so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 25th of May for our very next episode. And you can find those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. And as Eric always says, as you tried to say earlier and he broke right down, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out. It keeps us out of the whirlpool. And we really do appreciate that. We do. And you know what? Those five stars on iTunes, everybody says that they're super important. And I'll tell you this. I will give you guys a whole story in horse speak if we can get like 25 more five-star ratings. And just as a quick sample. I'm back at the whirlpool. I'm back at the whirlpool all over again. I was in the whole pit the whole time. (laughs) I never never came out. I just pretended, man. I just put my arm above. (laughs) You put your arm above, and you made your hand talk. Exactly. And that's what I really saw. Like I did middle school on the bus. (laughs) 
so nobody'd sit next to me. <laughs> hey guys, don't worry about me. I'm fine here. Nothing to see. Uh-huh. And with that, there's nothing else to say, but I don't forget, don't to, forget say. to say. <laughs> Nobody can stay mad at that ending. Come on.